Bob, or your honor. Good morning. Appreciate the time. Uh, my pleasure, Chris. Uh, Mr. Justice, uh, earlier this week, a three-panel j- uh, judge found that former President Trump does not have immunity in his federal election interference case. I'm curious, what happens now? Well, the next step for the Trump uh, legal team is to petition the U.S. Supreme Court to hear the case. And uh, I, I know there's uh, a number of references out there about an appeal to the Supreme Court, but there there is no appeal of right. Uh, the Supreme Court determines its own docket, so uh, the the Trump legal team will be presenting a, a petition to the Supreme Court asking it to take the case. Uh, there is one possible interim step where they ask the uh, entire D.C. Circuit to hear the uh, case. En banc uh, is uh, uh, the legal term. I, I've seen nothing to indicate that that's what they're going to do. So the next step is, will the U.S. Supreme Court hear the case? Do you think the Supreme Court will take up the case? <laughs> you know, trying to predict <laughs> what the U.S. Supreme Court will do is uh, is problematical at best. Uh, I, I think from all the experts that I've listened to, it's maybe a 50-50 proposition. The The D.C. Circuit uh, Court was unanimous. Uh, all the legal experts seem to think that it was very, very tightly written, and uh, there's really not much more for the U.S. Supreme Court to say, absent, you know, reaching some sort of different conclusion, which uh, other than uh, and, and Trump supporters, I haven't heard anybody saying that that's likely. Uh, on the other hand, this is a case of first impression, hugely important, and uh, there are occasions where uh, the U.S. Supreme Court says, well, we need to be the final word on it, not, uh, not one of the uh, appellate courts. And so... Uh, I, I, I do think it's probably a 50-50 proposition. Now, the Supreme Court is today uh, hearing arguments that could determine whether Mr. Trump can appear on the ballot in the 2024 presidential race. What do you expect to hear in those arguments today? What do we expect the court to do? I know that's kind of a, a loaded question there, but just kind of your thoughts on the arguments the court's going to hear this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really think this case being argued today uh, dealing with the disqualification provision uh, in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, is really one of the most fascinating cases uh, to go to the Supreme Court uh, in, in years, and not just in the context of, of Donald Trump and January 6th. Uh, you know, what, what most people have failed to appreciate, I think, is that there are... Uh, a number of provisions in the United States Constitution that disqualify people uh, from being president of the United States. I mean, you have to be 35 years of age. You have to have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. You have to have been uh, a natural-born citizen of the United States. And in the question comes up is let's forget the 14th amendment issue for a moment if one of those provisions was an issue 
how would the presidential election system work to disqualify an individual? Let's just say the libertarians decided to uh, nominate a a 30-year-old who was born in Canada and just moved to the U.S. six years ago. There has to be a process for saying that person is not eligible under the United States Constitution to be on the ballot in November. And, and, and so the, the same concept applies to the 14th Amendment uh, disqualification, which arises out of the Civil War and was uh, obviously historically aimed at those uh, Confederates who had uh, originally taken an oath to support the Union and then by uh, joining the Confederacy in one form or another were now disqualified. Uh, I, it really is a, a fascinating case. I, I'm, I'm not sure from what I've read that the issues are framed quite the way that I think maybe they should be. Mm. And, you know, heck, heck, what do I know in the context of uh, you know, being here in North Carolina and not not part of the necessarily part of the argument, but uh, it it will be really interesting where where the U.S. Supreme Court goes uh, on this, um, and I, I would encourage people to now you can listen to the arguments now at the U.S. Supreme mm-hmm. Court. Go online, find a link. And, uh, other than you know, uh, I, I don't want to. Dissuade them from listening to your radio show at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, visiting with former state Supreme Court Justice Bob Orr. Uh, your Honor, you filed a suit last week that seeks to ensure North Carolina elections are fair. What's your goal in that suit? Yeah, I, I really think it, it's a, a, a creative state constitutional theory. We, we have in our state constitution specific rights that are laid out, but we also have a provision it says that the people of the state retain other rights, not necessarily just the ones that are that are specifically set out. And so the question we raise in this case is, do we have an unenumerated right to fair elections in North Carolina? And, uh, and if we do, does the fact that government, the General Assembly in this case, is uh, utilizing the extraordinary data and computer sophistication to move and apportion voters into districts that virtually guarantee the result of those districts, does that violate this right to a fair election? And so uh, I, I know some people might view this uh, through a partisan lens, but this is not a, a, a lawsuit representing any political party. It's representing voters of the state, uh, and would apply to Democrats, Republicans, whomever would be controlling the uh, redistricting or reapportionment process. And so we, we think it's a critical uh, a critical issue. And if we don't have a right to fair elections, doesn't that undermine the legitimacy of government and the whole concept of a uh, democratic process of determining who who are the leaders, who are the officials that, that run the government uh, and are elected. So um, 
you know, we, we just think it's a good government lawsuit, and uh, we're looking forward to being able to present our case. Former State Supreme Court Justice Bob Orr, uh, Your Honor, thank you so much for the time and look forward to having you back on in the next couple of weeks to talk more about all these cases and your suit as well. Great. I'll look forward to it.